Hey, hey, this is welcome to the new and improved Soap This Salem Style. And this isn't like new Coke. We're still great. But <laughs> yeah, anyways, of course, I am your host, Michael the Maverick. And of course, I have my motley crew of individuals with me. I have Tony, Dylan, and Ariette. Say hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Grandpa couldn't be here today. I don't know why, but he just couldn't. So we have to respect that. Maybe he fell and broke his hip again, y'all. Listen, <laughs> maybe. Nick is gonna kill you. But also with the revamp, I'm going to stop calling him Grandpa. His new name for this year is Negro Demas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so there's that. Put Negro Demas in your prayers and all that's good stuff. But without further ado, let's start our new show. <clears throat> it's time for the Salem Spectator Special Report, sponsored by Jennifer Rose Horton Devereaux, Kata McLean's version, Emmy winning Kata McLean's version. Here's Tony. All right. Well, the only bit of news we have on the docket this week is that Greg Rickhart returns next week as Leo. And per Soap Opera Digest, he's around indefinitely because he's still filming currently. Now, the bad news is he is confirmed to be Craig's boyfriend. However, the good news is that doesn't seem to last long because whatever he's filming now is a completely separate story than whatever he came in with. So... I don't think this Craig Leo thing is going to last that long, which thank God, because why is this even a thing? But I'm very excited to have Greg Rickhart back on our screens for a while to come. I have mixed feelings about this. Same. Because I love Leo, but... I think uh, that's pretty much everybody. Like, we love Leo. We want to see Leo. We're happy Leo's coming back. We just hate Leo's involved in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I never was a big fan of Leo. He annoys the shit out of me. I prefer him at the YNR. <laughs> well, he, uh, according to what he said in um, Soap Opera Digest, he, he is planning on recurring on both, but Young and the Restless hasn't been using him a lot recently, so it hasn't really been. Recently? Like, recently? So I'm just going by what his quote was in Soap Opera Digest. He was he being nice. Dragon- <laughs> It, it kind of comes with the storyline like now that we have Leo confirmed as like being Craig's lover it kind of feels like this is a way to usher Leo back into the canvas and I don't know how to feel about this they literally could have done anything yeah I don't feel like it is because they could have done pretty much anything yeah but my thing is I kind of hate that Leo isn't a well-rounded character if that makes sense. I'm hoping we get Christmas movie Leo and not every other version of Leo we've gotten since he's been a character. It's pretty obvious they only using him as a foil for Will and Sonny at this point. My my thing is if you're going to use him, use him and make him a full-fledged real-rounded character. But as of now, Leo to me personally is just very, 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 very vapid. Uh, like there's there's a lot of greens because he's always chasing after funds but there's no meat and potatoes to go with the greens if that makes sense yeah and and we got to see a little bit of his heart in the christmas movie and also back when he thought he was john's son for a hot five minutes which to be honest i wish that wasn't a con i wish that had actually been true same not even gonna because, lie. 
because it honestly would have, it honestly could have worked because when Diana left, when Jeannie Francis left in the eighties, she was, she was reeling from the fact that she had just shot Rojan. And so she could have been pregnant at the time and never even would have known because she was dealing with so much trauma. I'm, you know, I just hope that we get to see the the glimmers beneath the flash, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it depends. Like, if he's going to be around for a while, they're, they don't really have a choice but to, you know, expand his characterization. I think a lot of why we've gotten him used the way we've gotten him used is that he, he's only really done short-term arcs. Yeah, that is true. And he's going to be around for the next six months at least. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see more development for the character because you can have a villain, you can have a schemer, but if you don't have any like true deep down motivation, it, it just doesn't stick. Then you have a Gwen. Well, she has motivation. It's just her motivation didn't pan out. But you see what I mean with love. Well, I mean, so does he. Like, I don't feel like ever. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be like the odd one here, but I don't feel like everything has to have some deep, meaningful motivation. He wants money. He wants to be comfortable. He likes finance and funds. I feel like that's enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we all know scammers. Well, maybe yeah, we don't yeah, all know yeah, scammers. I, I, get it. I get it. I get it. But do we <laughs> No, but I I get your stance, Michael, and I get what Dylan is saying. Like me personally, I like that I mean, Leo is the way he is. I just ugh, I don't know. It's about like, don't get me wrong. I like scheming Leo, and I like the fact that he's all about his coin because I I get it. I really do. But it just it, it, just, it doesn't oh. seem like it's something that can sustain itself long term. Yeah, for six months. It would be different if it was a short arc and then boom, he's gone. That was passable. But now you're telling me he's going to be on for six months at the least now. You have to give me something to back that up because if you just keep having him do scheme after scheme after scheme, I know this might be like a jump out the window moment, but then at that point you have Kristen. I mean, they could make Leo our version of David Bickers. I could live with that. I could, I could live with that. See, there you go. It, that any, I, it that be, I think could work really well. It'll be interesting to see where Leo lands uh, when they transition out of this story. I'm curious to see if he still like interacts in this bubble or if he's going to interact with new characters. I'm I'm curious about that. I honestly, like, I, I just have, like, in my head, I want my little Leo Chanel crack ship friendship. Mm, oh, I would <laughs> I love Leo, that. I need a Leo Paulina Listen, uh, I need Leo to work for Paulina. <laughs> yes. We got hints of that in the Christmas movie. And yeah. I, yes. Ever since, she like, said work. Oh, no. No, but ever since the whole <laughs> Mary thing. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Oh, it was so hilarious. I love that. I love their dynamic. So why not? Like, But Chanel and Leo did share scenes on the movie, right? Uh, no. They were no, in scenes, so. but they did they were speak. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Also, could you imagine if 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 Leo wants a part in this movie? 
<laughs> I just I could see him working on the movie. Honestly. Yeah. If we're if we're even doing that, we'll get to that later, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um if we do have to get him a job, I would like to see him either working with Paulina or on the movie, if that even happens. We'll get to that later. Um, is that all? That's it. All righty. Okay, guys. We don't do a weekly recap anymore. We do headlines. So let's get started with our first headline. Craig, Nancy, and Chloe are dealing with Craig's revelation that he is, well, a Nancy. Uh- <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't I let that joke slide. I couldn't let that joke slide. I couldn't let that slide. I've been holding that with ear for months now. <laughs> okay. Nancy talks to Marlene and decides she wants a divorce. Craig is coming to terms with his new reality, and Chloe wants and wants Chloe to meet his new boyfriend. Chloe is torn between supporting her mom or her dad and turns to Brady for advice. Um uh, basically because oh god it was just all so cringy and uncomfortable and first off when he was, when I have, he some was guys it up and filling him up come on bro don't make him a creeper i was so entirely creeped out like oh i mean just it was. It all just hit me wrong. Like this but entire storyline is him, hitting wrong, and this is just know, compounding it. Him checking him out for a quick minute would have been cool, but Craig was staring for a solid two minutes. It, it passed in the creep territory. Yeah, it, it it feels like again. It just feels like because he's quote unquote open and out now, they're just like making it like very obvious that he's gay and I'm just like why are we hitting every stereotype and bad cringe-worthy thing we can think of in telling the story it just it bothers me so much like the only positive things I can say about these scenes with Craig Nancy Marlena all of that is that Marlena had some good dialogue yes that's about it because when when Nancy when Nancy said she wanted to convert Craig or whatever the hell she said, I like I got blood boiling angry mm-hmm. for a hot minute. And I was so glad that Marlena said what she said about conversion therapy because you no. Know, she said like gay people aren't broken and like his sexual orientation isn't really a choice. Like Marlena's dialogue was but, the only saving factor. Well, I didn't even I didn't even get upset with Nancy about that because one, she's a woman of a certain age and two again it may have been because again we had a two week break that we weren't supposed to have you have to realize Nancy just found this out like literally two to three days ago yeah I'm not mad at Nancy I'm mad at the writers for choosing to even make that line of thing yeah, it, it wasn't that, needed. But it wasn't I got needed. It. It was, yeah, it wasn't needed. It, it could have been achieved a completely different way. It was a very bad, in my opinion, writing choice that I don't agree with. My thing is, are these like are these scripts being proofread? Is nobody saying, oh no, you, you can't do this? And like, no, you can't do this. 
Like, <laughs> do they just have free reign? Is nobody there to? Is there not a proper checks and balance off of these things? Because somebody somewhere with some sense should could have read this script and been like, "Is this the road you want to go down? Because this is not a good road. It's bumpy. It got potholes." It's uneven. It's it's not the road you want to go down, and they continue to do it. Yeah, they make all kinds of questionable choices, and I just why. Brady and Chloe were very cute, though. They were. They were so cute, and the way they keep looking at each other, like they, they keep talking about how they're just friends. But I'm sorry, I don't look at my friends like that. It, I just hate that it's tied into this bomb story. <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah. kind of get it. Like I get, I kind of get where you guys are are going. But I would just like to point out, as the queer person on the panel, there are only twenty states in the U.S. that ban conversion therapy for minors. Really? There's only twenty. Wow. What? Yeah. So that was a very deliberate choice. That was an educational moment. Because you have to consider who the audience is and the average age of the audience and some of the beliefs that fly over Fern and them may have. Okay, so now I now I completely get it. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I was so angry when I heard. I was so angry when I heard the word. I didn't even think of the other side of it. You're completely right. Yeah, there's there's 20 that have an outright ban. There's, I think, five that have a partial. And I think the other ones don't have anything on the books one way or the other. So, (laughs) yeah, like as much as we kind of know in, in like our, you know, circles, our bubbles, whatever, that conversion therapy is pretty much torture and it, it shouldn't be a thing it is there there's still a lot of places where it is very much legal and very much done so yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah okay i'll give him a little bit of grace on that one then i feel like for just like for me watching it i think part of why this story isn't landing well is they're trying really hard not to make anyone the bad guy when like object just looking at it from an objective point of view Craig is the bad guy here, and it's not. Do you think that's a Ron issue? I think. Because... I think what it is is they're 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 conflating his, you know, coming out and his journey to accepting his sexuality with everything else, because that is not the issue. Like. That, that's the thing that happens. People come out later in life. There are mixed orientation marriages. Everybody's, you know, everybody's road to living their truth is not the same. That That's a thing. I think most of us know that's a thing. Most of us are accepting of the fact that that's a thing. The problem is that even when you look at it with the most generous and compassionate viewpoint possible, they still presented a story the way that they're presenting the story, it still comes off like he used Nancy, like he wasted her time for decades and then kept that off by lying to her and cheating on her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it would have been a saving grace had they made Craig bisexual or 
you know, like he could have been Bob, he could have been Pan, he could have been Demi. There's so many more letters under the rainbow that he could have been in order to not invalidate the whole relationship that he had. Exactly. And and even when Nancy asked, she was like, well, maybe are are you bisexual? Like, what is it? And he just flat out said, nah, girl, I like dick. And I'm just like. And it also doesn't help that they started the story in the middle. We, we have not, we didn't see any of Craig's struggle. Like, if you wanted him to be sympathetic, that's what you needed to show us. Because it, it really just seems like he just woke up and said, fuck Nancy that day. Would it have been better if Nancy knew? Yes, because that is, a, like I said, mixed orientation marriages are a thing. That's But like, that's a thing. Like, let's let's say when he finally, like, came out to her and told her his truth, she's like, a part of me always knew, like. I can't be, I, I can't really be mad at you because I kind of had a feeling. I just feel like. I, I just hate that they really just invalidated Craig and Nancy's love that way. Because the way it's putting out, Craig never loved Nancy. That That's basically how he's putting it. Yeah. And. I need weird. Joy to come back and raise hell, to be honest. Yeah, because. Chloe, I'm sorry, but Chloe is playing it safe on both ends, and I really don't like that. I get that's her dad, and she's really to accept his truth, but at the same time, I feel like she's not holding him to task. But she's always been closer to Craig than Nancy, so in a weird way, that tracks. I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I feel like nobody but Nancy is holding Craig to task. And it's just like, we have to accept his truth. And I completely agree. We have to accept his truth. But at the same time, like Dylan said, he I don't want to say wasted Nancy's time, but in the end, he wasted Nancy's time and her love and devotion. But like the problem is they want him to be sympathetic. And to a certain extent, he is because we get it. But on the other side of the coin, no, no, you're actually not, dude. You've been lying and cheating. It's like, like 25% you had a whole sympathy, 75% vitriol. <laughs> like you <laughs> had a whole affair. You had a whole affair. And this, and she, not only did you have an affair, but you were prepared to keep lying because she had to bust you in order to get the truth. Thank yep. you. And, and not- it's like, had they, they, they needed to completely restructure this story they started us in the middle of it when so much of the stuff that we needed to see in order to actually feel sympathetic toward craig had already occurred and and it's like craig's dialogue really isn't helping his case because the things that he's saying is like yeah you gotta live your truth but you gotta realize you're being a fucking dick bro like it's like as soon as this came out you just said fuck nancy and fuck her feelings now you your boyfriend's coming to Salem and you're expecting your daughter to have dinner with him. It, yeah, like uh, he's asking a lot really, really quickly because this is all still like a few days. Like, like yeah. the next day, maybe. Like he's asking a lot from too much. everyone. From the presentation everyone. has just not been and good because like that- literally all it's done is make me hope that nancy gets to have her bernadine from waiting to exhale moment where she gets to sell all his shit and set the rest on fire i, I hope like, she gets that's- <laughs> that's- him like and- i want the next man she gets to be finer than him and his boyfriend combined 
Like, like I want her to have the ultimate revenge because at the end of the day, I feel more sympathy towards Nancy at the end. I don't... It was pointed out before, like, during the news segment that likely you will move on to another story. My credit couldn't be by. So I'm trying to, like... Is, wrap is, my head around this is Craig and Nancy are they gonna end up together again like how is that gonna make sense I don't I don't know and I'm, make, I'm still trying to make sense of the guy that Craig described over the last few weeks that we've been discussing this being Leo because unless Leo had a lobotomy that is not the Leo that I know uh, he but Leo is first like we said Leo is a child. scammer <laughs> That's what happened. He fell in the first. He fell in love with the first bussy he fell in. This all just does not compute in a lot of ways. Maybe at the end, again, it really hits me wrong because at the end of the day, the big message to me that's jumping out is this is all very biphobic. Because why couldn't Craig be bisexual like? or fluid like Chanel why did you have to just automatically jump to he's gay you know what I mean which go I brought this up before on the podcast it's biphobic because again this goes with the belief that men can't be bisexual it's no cut or dry and it, it really just grinds my gears because because of that thinking, you've literally shitted on the legacy that Craig and Nancy have. Like, you could have made him pansexual, you could have made him fluid, you could have made him... There's so many stops in between, but you were so focused on making him gay that you didn't care about any of the repercussions of that. Because I said it before, now you just have Craig looking like a dick. Mm-hmm. For no reason. None, because... Or like at the very least, if that was what you're going to do, really sit down and think about how you're going to craft and present a story that it could have been Paul. If, if the it. person, if the person he was in love with was Paul, I, I still wouldn't negate the fact of how he done Nancy because I, even when he was confessing. <laughs> to me personally, it seemed like he had no remorse about it. It was more of a, well, this happened. You're just going to have to take it and deal with it. I don't think he can technically, I mean, he can be sorry for how he hurt Nancy, but he's so in love. I don't think he can regret that as much as he regrets hurting Nancy. And I think that was kind of where he was coming from in that moment. Mm, no, nah, I'm not buying that. There was some. There was no sympathy whatsoever in that confession at all. There, there was no tears. There was no. I actually it's, love it's, you. There, yeah, there was, it's just I, I'm gay. Off yeah, I'm gay, and you're just gonna have to deal with that again. It makes Craig come off like a dick. There's no way around it anymore. Let's move on, shall we? All right. EJ and Billy Clyde struggle our cellmates in prison. And we found out that EJ remembers nothing from the night he was shot and believes the public story is the truth. I'm glad that they finally addressed this. Uh, they kind of answered a big issue that we've discussed um, since EJ has hit town in that why hasn't he gone after the person who shot him? 
because he believes that person is dead because he has no memory of what happened. And the story that everybody believes that it was just some random mugging is what he actually thinks happened. And I think we're going to be heading into a story of EJ finding out the truth of what happened to him that night. And I'm kind of really excited to see where that goes. And I'm really hoping it ends with Clyde dying. Truly. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say it. If Hillbilly Orpheus does not end up at, dead at the end of this, this will have been a waste of my time. I want EJ to figure out the truth. I, you know what? I wouldn't even mind EJ figuring out the truth while they're still locked up together. Throw him a blanket party and hang him with a bed sheet. I don't no, those mattresses don't have sheets. That was <laughs> just want him that was the dead. first thing that jumped out to me. Why ain't no sheets on those mattresses? Then I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay. I, I'll let y'all ride with that. But yeah, it wasn't no sheets, and the mattresses were a little yellow. But <laughs> I, just, I, I look. This character I is Billy Clash. So, I I can't stand him. It's such a mm. now, my thing, and, I, and, thing and the thing is, like, I I like the actor. I think that he does a good job with what they give him to do. I just as a character, Clyde jumped the shark for me when they had him outsmarting people that just hello, Victor it's, and Stefano. It will never not bother me that he uh, he, Stefano like in what house. world would Orpheus let him get close enough to shank him? Like, well, well, see, my thing is, I like Billy Clyde's struggle. It's just he does not work as a long term big bad. No, he does not, because I fast forwarded ninety percent of his scenes when he was on long term the first time. <laughs> like he's very much a three week to two month character. You you can't have him on long term like let's say a Kristen or a Stefano. He he doesn't have the juice like that. Well, see, the, the problem for me is that at this point, he has burned so many bridges with so many people. And it's not like he's just burned bridges with the good people of Salem. He's burned bridges with people that we know got goons on deck. Victor. Why are you still here, sir? Do they know that he stabbed Sonny? Or had Sonny stabbed? Oh, I honestly yeah. forgot about I that. he was... <laughs> <laughs> so it's it like why why are you still why are you still breathing why there's no reason for it because it's like with everyone like with Kristen Kristen has people you know that have always taken up her cause like quote-unquote good people who have always taken up her cause Brady Chad Tony you know what they love they love her so she's always had someone in her corner to defend her like the closest Clyde has is Ben and even Ben is like well yeah he's he's kind of he's he's very that you know Mm. so it's like why why are you still here I I don't have to go ahead no go ahead Aria because I go ahead no I was gonna say like I don't have that history with Clyde because I wasn't watching at the time like the only reason I care for care is the strong word, but like I bother to watch these things is tolerate. Of, yeah, it is because of James Reed. Yeah, he's very. I wish they. Uh, I wish he played a character that I could enjoy because this is one of those cases where you really, really like the actor, but you just 
can't rock with the character for me. And I never could. And I and, wanted to. And like, especially when they put him with Kate. Like, I was. Ooh, I did not. Nah, I hated that. Not, that was so. That, I, what? After that Curtis? Come on now. Oh, yeah. Like, it was all just bad. And like, the whole thing, like, Kate bringing Clyde to town to get back at Jordan because she thought Jordan wanted Rafe. And like, given her history, like, that just, did, that did not paint kate in the best light at all and just there's like when the actor is surprised that the character is still relevant on the canvas you know that it's a character that should not be here for too much longer and we know from a soap opera digest interview that we at least have four to five months of this oh fuck man see that's (laughs) again two months right like what is the reason he is not a long-term person bro i need them to get that i feel like he's gonna be tied in somehow to sin's story as well i don't think he will i think uh, yeah that's definitely gonna be part of it i also think that if ej starts getting starts having the babe the fact that ben is gonna become a father oh fuck i I keep see i keep me living on the prayer that they kill that baby well you can keep praying but i don't think it's gonna happen um, but anyway, also damn time. <laughs> no, anyway, but I, I also think it might tie into whatever happens to Abby come this summer, because I think if EJ starts getting memory flashes of the night that he was shot, but he can't quite make sense of it. Once he's clear of the kidnapping charges and they know that, you know, and they know that he was innocent of all of that. I think EJ may enlist abigail's help in trying to figure out what the hell happened to him that night yeah that was like i remember because i was like in the group chat and i was like listen y'all this is my wild off the wall like 0.1 percent chance of happening story like theory because i can't figure out how we get from the island to abby's death and it's what this summer yeah like june july somewhere in there yeah so i can't figure out how we get from her getting home to her getting killed in such a relatively short amount of time unless it's something that she's working on as a story and the only story that i could come up with at this point was maybe her figuring out like some maybe something triggering EJ's memory, making him look into what happened the night he was shot, and maybe Abby discovers the truth, and that's what gets her killed. Because I don't have, I like, there's nothing else currently going on that makes big enough any that sense. would result in her death. I, the so only, the only start something huge. Like the I don't, only other thing I got is that the truth about the kidnapping is out. Lucas completely loses Sammy. Lucas starts drinking again, goes completely off the rails, and it's a drunk driving accident. It's the only other theory I got other than Clyde. Would they do that again? Because isn't that like, isn't isn't that like getting us into like Eric Daniel? Oh my God. Yeah, but Ron wasn't (laughs) writing that. So Ron Ron may run that back. I don't know. I just, those are the only two theories that I have at this point, but I really do hope that it's kind of Clyde EJ related. I don't like, I just, I don't like it when Clyde shows up. Why are you still alive? 
I mean, even the actor's a little, uh, like, that's the thing, like, he even said in an interview, like, every time they call me, I'm surprised. I mean, <laughs> he's honest. Because <laughs> we're, like, next year, it'll, I think he premiered sometime in 2013, so we are going to be on a decade of Clyde Weston on and off. Well, I, I would like to say this, though. I don't want to hear no excuses anymore about how we can't send characters to jail because we don't want to see characters in jail because now we're seeing it. So I ain't trying to hear no excuses. Send their ass to jail or wherever the hell. Sh- what, what's that mental house called? Shady Brook, Shady House, whatever. Send them Shady there. Shady Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Bayview. Send them there because I... Ain't hearing the excuses no more. When Philip yeah, come but, back okay. from the big jail. Okay, but question, do you want to see Philip or Gwen in jail? For, like, yes, you want them to go to jail for what they did, but do you actually want to see them in jail? And you notice that 95% of the time, the people we see in jail are the people who are not actually guilty of the crimes they committed, that they are in jail for. We saw Ben and Will in jail. Neither one of them committed the crime they were in jail for. Well, we to saw- be honest, Ben should have been in jail anyway. But that, but that's not the point I'm making here. But every time we see characters in jail, they are always innocent for what they are currently in jail for. Very rarely do we I see the mind. guilty person in jail. I don't mind seeing nobody in jail because if we being honest, EJ and did a lot of shit that should have landed him in jail. True. I don't mind seeing. Yeah, like I was, <laughs> I was I, like, I Chad's making it. some points. <laughs> Very valid points. Like, I don't mind seeing folks in jail. I, I really don't, because if Bill Bell was writing this, oh, everybody would have been in jail. Do we think Rafe is going to be joining the party? Which I, I will, so. Which we'll talk about, we'll talk about Rafe a little further down, but... I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't I mind it? Some folks just got to go to jail. Sorry, but it's Yeah, true. and it's like, it, it's a self. No one expects them to stay there for years and years or whatever. I, I just want to see a, something. A a little stint. Wait, ain't heard it. If Erica Kane can go to jail, everybody can go. If Erica and Kane and Victor Newman can go to jail, everybody can go. Thank you for keeping the. Thank you for putting the, the them in the denim blue prison uniforms because the orange is such an eyesore. I like the orange. I hate the denim blue. On the on the reverse. And I actually miss when the jails were bigger because it looks so small, but I know it's... But that's everything in Salem. Like, yeah, we're I basically, like, I mean, we are so on a budget at this point. Yeah. It's all so poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can move on. Eli comes home, and, Lance, and Lonnie fills him in about Ray. Lonnie is curious to know more about Ray, but doesn't want to open the door to a relationship with him. Eli puts him on notice, and Paulina clues Abe in so they can protect Lonnie. <sighs> he should stay his ass in D.C. Lord have mercy. No. I don't know, I don't know what happened, but my, my druthers for Lonnie has transferred to Eli, and now I can't stand Eli, smug ass. Oh, I can't what? stand him. He's a smug bastard. I don't care what nobody say. He wants smug bastard. Well, technically, but, your your issues with Eli kind of started last year during the Christian shit. I yeah, think, he was a I, small bastard then, too. Like, I think kind of your issue is when he does things for Lonnie. My issue with him this week is, and we'll get to this when we talk about Nicole and Rafe. 
everything he did with that shakedown with Ray was 10 times illegal. Actually, it wasn't. Okay, so the scene. Run back the scene. Okay, so when he knocks on the door, he says Salem PD. He doesn't say he has a warrant. He doesn't say he's there to arrest anybody. But he identifies it, himself as Salem PD, which he is. Okay, but at the same time, I, yeah. I just feel like you're using your badge. And, I, and you know, this is always a fuck the police podcast, because fuck them. And I don't care if you the police watch, fuck them. Um, I, I just don't fuck with that. That that just wasn't cool. It was weird. You used your badge as a shakedown. And to me, I feel like without a badge, you a bitch in a hair. So, yeah, fuck him. I just feel like you don't like Il- Ilani. And so any little thing that happens, you, you're going to find a way to dislike one, the other, or both. Well, I like Lonnie now. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, before, but before before that, but, you liked Eli and didn't like Lonnie. So there's always some part of them that you're picking apart just because you don't like them together. That's kind of how it feels. It kind of feels like you're making titties out of an ant bed, as you like to say. Well, And I mean, that's, that's cool, opinion. but I just wish that you would own that. Because well, it's a consistent opinion. thing. It's a consistent thing. Like, run back the podcast, bro. It is well, very, very rare for you to have anything good to say about them collectively. Well, that's y'all opinion. Um, I mean, they, it, it is, like I said, run run back the podcast. It's, it's, it's I, I mean, do you like them? I think barely. you want to like them, but I don't think you're there yet. Barely. Just barely. And it, it, it kind of shows in yeah, reaction I mean, to them, like, which is okay. but Which like, is fine. It's just like, stand I think down with it and own it. Just like you do with Sid. You have no problem saying how much you hate them. And that's the thing. I don't hate Eli. They're just some annoying ass fuckers, bro. Both of them are very uh, much annoying. Can we? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I think you don't like them because you like Gabby. I don't even like Gabby. <laughs> I can't stand Gabby at this moment. <laughs> at this moment, but if you go back, a lot of your smoke, particularly with Lonnie, goes back to Gabby. Well, yeah, but I had the same smoke with Abigail too, so. <laughs> Because of Gabby. Oh, again, I feel uh, again. I'm I just saying, feel own like own it. Own it. I feel biases. like like you don't have a problem doing it. When I'm it not. But here's the thing: I'm not even a Gabby fan. I, I, just, I just feel like a lot of the shit that happened to Gabby was skated over. Like but the Stephen. I'm not even gonna hold that Stephen thing against like, her because Stephen was a dumbass for jumping. I'm in gonna front be of honest, him. like. A lot of things that happened to Gabby, she got to fail them. Like, she, when Abby did a lot of shit to, not Abby, like, intentionally, but, like, her alters, Gabby got her revenge. When Stefan jumped in and played Captain Save-A-Mom, Gabby... Yeah, that was stupid. I don't hold Lonnie. Reven- like, she plotted revenge against Lonnie. And, like, she, Gabby got to feel those things. Can I ask a question? Do you feel like you should support Eli and Lonnie so you feel weird saying you don't? Yes. Which is fine, but it, 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 I, and I get where you're coming from. I do, but I'm going to be honest with you. It comes off worse when you pick them apart for every little thing because you're not feeling them. 
I, I try so hard to feel. I mean, I like them, but they just annoy the living shit out of me. They really, and, truly do. And if you don't, they like annoy them, you because they don't like because you don't like them. Because the things it, that you get annoyed by, a lot of times are it doesn't make sense that they annoy you. Like I'm honestly, just gonna be honest, think, and they they wouldn't annoy you if they were characters that you liked. I so I'm just, just you know I'm 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 just saying maybe just kind of just standing your truth. Whatever that truth is, if you don't like them, you don't like them. You don't have to like them. I, they're very, they're both very much gray characters to me, if that makes sense. As in, I don't have an opinion towards them. But you do. Way or another. But when I see some shit that pisses me off, it pisses me off. That's the best way I could put it. Like, Lonnie, she did amazing this week. Eli was annoying little bastard. And I wish and see, for me, I, I loved both of them this week because yeah. Eli, I love yeah. Eli in the protective husband mode because that's something that's been missing from this entire story. Yeah. He didn't have that. He didn't have that smoke with Paulina when the truth came out. He did not have, you know, he did not say anything to, um, I keep wanting to call her to, I keep wanting to call her Marla Gibbs because I can't fucking remember her. her. Olivia. 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 Thank you. Um, so to kind of finally have that moment of I'm going to stand up for my wife and my family and you're going to stay away. I was living for every moment of that scene. And I also loved Lonnie's perspective of mm-hmm. wanting to know more about Ray, but not necessarily wanting to actually like have a relationship with him because that's relatable. It's understandable. Like for me, I'm with you, Tony. Like I love both of their perspectives this week. Like, I had a feeling Lonnie was curious because she pointed out this week something that, like, I've discussed this, especially with Nick. Like, we were like, maybe Lonnie is curious because they share DNA, her kids share his DNA, and she pointed this out. So, like, Lonnie being curious is very understandable. And I liked that Eli had, like, on some level... He could understand where Lonnie was coming from. He has pointed this out um, when the secret of about like um, Lonnie coming out. Like he's always had this nurture versus nature sense, and I like coming back somehow. Like their scenes made a lot of sense from both of their perspectives, and I like Lonnie. She acknowledged, like she understood why Paulina did what she did. Like even if. Yeah, she had struggled with it, and then understandably so. Um, she understands it more after. Yeah, after seeing interacting Ray, with. Yeah, Ray. exactly. And I re- I loved Eli going over and putting Ray on on notice. Like I like you, I felt like Eli's point of view and perspective was missing, and I'm glad they gave him like some perspective here. And his energy of mess with them, you mess with me was just perfect. Like I was here for all of it. Eli is sensing something is off. Like he's going to back Lonnie. He said so himself. He backs Lonnie. He knows how strong she is, but he's feeling some type of way about this. And I get it. Like, like we've kind of <laughs> seen with it with Ray, not right in our faces, but it's there. So, Yeah. The one thing I also want to say too, the one, the vibe I got off of these scenes, um, I feel like in order to have a relationship with Lonnie, Ray is going to think he needs to remove Eli and Abe from the equation. So I feel like 
I feel like an attempt is going to be made on one or both of them. That is going to make Lonnie snap and Dark Lonnie will finally be rising. I kind of want this like I want him to go after Eli because Eli did in fact put him on notice like the minute he got back to Salem. That's the first thing he did. He said to Lonnie, I'm going to visit Doug and Julie, but he went over to Ray's place. Especially, oh, especially when we know Ray's ex is coming back and she's going to, I think she's going to tell Eli things that is going to make him even more like suspicious. So curious what brings her to town. Like, does Eli like start going through official channels to try to find stuff out? And like get she gets a phone call and decides to come to Salem or I don't know. I feel like at some point someone is going to look into him because he keeps claiming that he's changed. And I I mean clearly he hasn't. Because he's no. already like he's already pushing being boundaries possessive and being weird and showing up at people's doors unannounced and pushing his way into their place not Ooh. leaving when he's told to leave yeah that was weird very weird mm-hmm. i so it's like the the math ain't math and homie you saying you saying all the right things but your actions are showing the exact opposite so i feel like at some point either Abe, Eli, Paulina, someone is going to look into his background, look into what he's been up to for these last few years, and it's probably going to be shady. I wonder if yeah. like Paulina, Paulina, Abe, and Eli are going to start like digging more and starting to look into his past. Like, and- Yeah, I feel like the three of them working together is going to be really fun. Yeah, this is this is one of the few stories currently that I really enjoy. Um, and I think sure. that's because this is one of the few that they actually built. Yeah. yeah, I wish they had built more towards this point, but considering everything else we're seeing right now, and I like, I think this is still the best story because they're doing, they're building it. Sure, they've missed a few beats, but like. I feel like still they're doing a good job with it. But even some of the beats that they've missed when we thought they were going to hit them, they still managed to come around and hit them in a different way. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued by all of it. I wish, kind of wish like Chanel was more in it, but maybe we'll see it soon. I'm very curious to see exactly how she fits in, if she fits in. Like I'm, I re- I really want to see Lonnie and Chanel develop a sisterly bond which I think we know it's coming because isn't there isn't there a scene coming where they're having dinner and Chanel shows up yeah I think that's next next week There's... oh the, the, the romantic Valentine's Day thing that spoiled yeah I think those uh behind the scenes moments were for the Valentine's Day dinner and we we kind of see Raven there with Sal there was one m- moment there so I think think Chanel is coming over maybe the maybe same Chanel's day delivering day. dessert I think that's the same day the whole trip Chanel Allie Johnny oh. scenes happen so maybe oh she's she might fine. be going there she might be crashing to kind of decompress because she kind of can't go talk to Allie yeah okay that makes sense so we'll see how all this goes but I'm excited me too well then let's move on shall we 
Oh, good Lord. Nicole and Bray finally come clean to Ava, hoping she would do the same. She didn't, and Nicole is doing her very best to try to clear Rafe. All right. <laughs> you are the Nicole stand. Start us off. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> It's hard out there to be a Nicole Stan when they keep oh, getting man, shit. Listen, they got my girl in Bozo boots, and it's not cute. And pick the table. If Nicole, if Nicole winds up in jail over this shit, if Nicole winds up in jail over this shit, over Rafe, y'all will not be able to shut me the fuck up because I will not take my foot off of Ronald Carnivore's neck. <laughs> Listen, you won't be the only one. Just... Look, first off, first off, first off, first off. <laughs> why is the witness in a room with no guards? Fam. This is the second time somebody's up and walked into the witness room. No guards, no security cameras, no nothing. There were no guards in the courtroom at all, even when, when Trask and Nicole were talking in the hallway. Like... Must be nice. I'm I'm glad Nicole wasn't the killer because she could have easily <laughs> walked in and Bobby Kennedy did him. I... I think we should backtrack though and talk about the, actual, the confrontation. The conference the, the confrontation and the most anticlimactic climax to this story I think I've ever seen. Well, okay, I will say this. During that confrontation, that was the most Nicole I've seen of Nicole. And Sammy's months. been in town. In months. Yeah. S- honestly, since the fallout of her and Eric's marriage. Yeah. S- Nicole um, shines in a rivalry spot with another female. She does. She really does. Um, I will say this. I'm glad this is all out in the open now. Yes. Thank God. I am just waiting for Eric to return for this possession. To blow up Ray's spot. And, yeah. That, like That's all. Because we all know. All Eric got to do is take off that collar. And, it's and Nicole will, and, and Nicole and will come say, running. I'm staying in Salem. Uh, Nicole, her loose legs going to start flaring up. I and, hate like, that we have Nicole in this, in this whole mess. Like, yeah. I, I, I was cheering it, Ava on. Same. So is I. And can we talk about how Rafe and, uh, by extension, Galen Gearing were the weakest part of that confrontation? Like he literally sat he there, there and ate his food. He's chicken. You know what though? I feel like while Tamara and Ari were just acting circles around him. I feel like though that was probably the smartest thing that Rafe's done since this started. Because what oh, did he say? Yeah. Yeah, you got a point there, because honestly, if he had come with some fuck shit... Right? <laughs> We're already, like, my I, my foot is already on his neck. So, like... Now, all you had to do is press that a little harder. Which yeah. Like, already. like, he just had to say one wrong move. Right. Why, honestly, if we're being honest, he was one foul word, like, one crazy sentence away from pissing both of them off because let's not be let's call a thing a thing rafe has led both nicole and ava on if we're being completely honest he has run circles around both of them so honestly that was the best thing the man could have did was shut the hell up because he could have said something now you got both the women ready to jump you so (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
So it, what's that song about the gambler? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Know when to fold them. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, I, Kenny Rogers. Because had I been raised, I would have shed my black ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sit here and eat my food before I say some. (laughs) I will say this, though. Like, I I don't think I put this particularly on this part on the outline, but I'll just throw it in here. Um, When Ava was talking to Allie, specifically about... um, Oh, I thought I was going to have to read Allie. I ain't going to lie to you. But when she she was, like, saying, "I I didn't frame him, like, I actually, like, even though I know better, because we watch the show and we know what's happening. I would if I didn't know better, I would have believed Ava in that moment because she's that good at spinning a lie. I love how Allie lied and <laughs> and pretended she didn't know shit. She was right. Like, Look, she you might have a granddaddy, but that's my aunt and my ex-stepdaddy. Like I I can't help you there, beloved. It, just... Allie said, I am over here in Switzerland where it's neutral and this is where I'm staying. And even still, she caught it to the side just by lying. Oh, I don't know anything. This yeah. Is you... <laughs> like... I bet she got to the house. Nicole, child. Yeah. I just ran into Ava. What's good? <laughs> uh, well, I think she she was a little uh she that probably would have been the plan had the engagement bomb not dropped, but we'll talk about that later. Am it's I the so only weird, like oh, it's so ahead, weird to me because it's like they keep trying to make Ava wrong. Mm. And and I'm like uh, I'm I'm like nippy. What she did, it's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> because <laughs> like no, this man played in her face for months. She said it. We talked about this. I asked you more than once and you denied it like repeated before during and after mm-hmm. so it's like you had to get locked up to tell the truth well i i do have one little thing i want to say ari zucker is not feeling right from the cold at all at all she's not because when she was acting with tamra she was there she was it it was all that was all for it soon as tamra left and she just had to talk to galen again not just Tamara, her scenes with Melinda. Yeah, her scenes with everyone else. But when it comes to doing this Rafe and Nicole thing, like you can see in Nicole's face, I don't know if it's Nicole or Ari, but like when Rafe talks about making this work and wanting to make love to her and build, she gets his face like, okay, girl, I guess. <laughs> like, Galen is a very low energy actor, which I- which is fine, I guess, but like I feel like some actors like they shine more when they have actors who have more energy in their scenes. But like the whole confrontation, I feel like for me, Tamara carried the entire thing. Maybe it's because in those scenes, like in just in general in the storyline, I've been completely hundred percent team Ava. Like, I'm not even liking Nicole in the story at all. I yeah, hate I mean, what they've done to her. Like, I'm all on board for, like, what she has done to Rafe. But I, w- I wouldn't be mad if she ca- came after Nicole as well. Like, I'm just saying. Come after her oh. how, though? Like, how do you picture her coming <laughs> after her? See, I don't agree with stuff. I don't agree with stuff like that. because I usually don't, but I'm going to tell you why this is this falls under my exception rule. When you are supposed to be my friend 
or my family. Yeah, that's where it. Because mm-hmm. now it's not about the dude. Now it's about the disrespect. Yeah. Because she, and- she's also played in Ava's space. And like. Because like, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it were. Well, Chloe, because uh, Chloe and Ava have no relationship. Yeah, but like, I'd be like, "Yo, leave her alone." That ain't got none to. She ain't got none to do. She didn't owe you anything. Yeah, but yeah. it's like this is supposed to be your best friend. But uh, but at the same time, we had to look at it this way. If we're being completely honest, Nicole has tried on many accounts to push Rafe away. That's true too, but Ava doesn't know that, and Ava asked her more than once. What are your feelings? Where are you at? She, I mean, she straight up said, do you have a problem with, with Rafe and I being together? But when they went on their first date, because Nicole had that reaction and Ava's like, uh, where is this coming from? And Nicole denied it. So for the lies that she told to her face, Ava would have every reason to come back at her. Yeah, but at this, again, it, it wasn't for lack of trying on Nicole's part to push Rafe away because I... Again, Ava doesn't know that, though. We do. Ava doesn't. This is true. Okay, I'll give you that because I right. would not forget Rafe literally pulling the back of Nicole's head and kissing her without consent. Like, we can, Multiple times. We can drag Rafe and hold him accountable, but I feel like Nicole has contributed to this mess in her own yeah, way. She, she definitely has some accountability. There. Yeah, twenty-five. Like, like, yeah, I was gonna say it's like 75, 25. Yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't be mad if Ava came after her because Lord, yeah, I'm like tired. I could understand it just because yeah. of the relationship that they were supposed to have. That and the lack of knowledge that she knows. So. Yeah, because like from Ava's perspective, right now they've just been playing her for a fool. Yeah, And let's not forget that Nicole put Ava in the position to meet Rafe in the first place. It was Nicole's idea that Ava moved in there. So Nicole basically set them up in a way and then basically said, sorry, I'm going to take, like, from Ava's perspective, it's like, you put me in this position and then you try to take him back. <gasps> oh, what? Okay. It's just yeah. That's not how it went, but. <laughs> that's probably yeah. how she'll Ava, see it. Yeah, that's how Ava will see it. Yeah. It's just messy. I, uh, honestly, and you know what? This could be fun not- if we actually liked Rafe and Nicole. Yeah. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I wish Rafe would have said something to piss Nicole off. So Nicole could have put that out out in the open like, hey, bro, you pursued me. I pushed you away multiple times. Multiple times. Right? Because like, how many times did he do the, I will leave Ava today if you want me to? And yeah. what did Nicole do? No, we need to keep our distance. Ava is my friend. And what does Rafe do? He pulling up at her house unannounced. Holly letting him in. I... <sighs> yeah, and the thing is, we just hate Rafe and Nicole. And, and this, this comparison is not going to make much sense. But I was watching Food Network earlier. I was watching a competition show. And they had to work with tilapia, which is like the dirt of fish. And that's basically <laughs> what Rafe and Nicole are. They are the tilapia of day's couples right now. Nobody wait likes them. Wait a minute. I like a good, nice, fried, hard tilapia. Don't do that. <laughs> They are very much the biena sausages days right now. It's so weird. I feel like if this were anyone but Rafe, this could be so much fun. I literally said that to you in the group chat. Uh, uh, Would it, though? 
Well, maybe because Rafe is just such a mug arrogant Nicole in investigative reporter mode was so much fun. But would not mind her going to the spectator. But not using basic black. I mean, she does have a history of of reporting. I mean, it was it was TV reporting, but still reporting. (gasps) I forgot all about it. That was during Daniel Jones years. I don't remember though. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Not the Velveteen Dream. But I'm just, but like, so seeing her in like fake investigative reporter mode was fun. But the fact that it was all too free race, bitch ass, ruined the whole thing. That and she committed a crime. <laughs> For race. I mean, woo, the way she struck. <laughs> not witness tampering, not this. Not this, not for Rafe. Oh, sis. For Eric, I would have got it. But for, for Eric, for Abe, for Brandon, for anybody on the planet, Brady, literally, even, Hell, I, even honestly, I if would were, if it were Daniel, were, I would have lived with it. But if she were doing this to clear EJ's name from the kidnapping, I'd have been on board 100%. It also doesn't help that. Rafe has done some shit that should have landed him losing his badge and ended up in jail. Right, anyway. anyway. I mean, so, he, he has lost his badge for those things that he did. It just, it didn't stick. Yeah, which is why, like... Again, why I say folks need to go to jail. No, but, like, for me, and again, maybe I'm being nitpicky, and if I am, I will own that. But that's why it drives me crazy when they keep saying he's such a good cop and he would never do this. It's literally on his record that, yes, he would. Ooh, I hope they bring that up during the trial. I mean, because he co- he covered for Gabby, lost his job. And let's not forget, he hid a fucking body for Hope. Granted, he ended up being alive, which we found nah. out. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. No. He didn't know oh, that at the time. Exactly. the shit out of him. Well, regardless on if he died or not see y'all do this shit with Ben too regardless on if he died or not still he dead. had every intention of hiding a dead body yeah he has to hold that air I hate when soaps do that shit again send these folks to jail it doesn't have to be long but let's move on to our next story shall we Abby drugs Kristen and goes exploring to find Sarah as Sarah stumbles on Steve and Kayla. As Kristen comes to and finds Abby in Sarah's room, it's revealed that Sarah thinks she's Renee and is in love with Tony. I loved this a hell of a lot more than I was expecting to, to be honest. Yeah, I did too. Truly. Because I thought I was going to hate it. That was the story I was tuning in for. Okay. Uh, You and me, we see each other. It's so I, weird. I thought it was going to be some bullshit. Not even going to lie to y'all. We, we read the article and we both, we all kind of went, what is the point of this? Why are we doing this? And it's the most enjoyable thing out of the week for me. Um, First of all, Abby fighting back and drugging Kristen was so much fun. Oh uh, my yo, God. This is my favorite version of Abby. Like, I'm not even going to. Right. I have never don't enjoyed give her this much. Damn. No, no. She don't hate <laughs> And I really fuck with that. I really do. It's just, it reminded, it reminded me so much of both of her parents, to be honest, but young Jennifer specifically. And like yeah. the look on her, the look on her face, like as Kristen was drinking it, you see this, she's got this like glint in her eye that actually reminded me a lot of Alice at that moment. And then we get the flashback of her drugging her. And then <laughs> when she said, um, I put I put enough 
I wasn't sure how much I could get you to drink, so I put enough in there to tranquilize a horse. I'm actually uh, surprised you're still First off, the one-liners this this week, they were filled with one-liners. Because when Melinda Trans, <laughs> when Nicole tried to tell Melinda that Ava was responsible for all this. So she was like, okay, so Ava is going to frame her boyfriend, her protector, and her landlord. The way <laughs> I scream, you didn't have to say that, Melinda. You, right. The one-liners this week, like, and we're going to talk about this later, but the Julie one-liner would be, and she was like, you missed the button, partner. Mm-hmm. Everyone was funny this week. I like yeah, that. this was good. I just and then I love the way I wish Abby had been like this from her entire this life. is an right because this is an Abigail I can get behind. Honestly, honestly, y'all might not want to hear this, but see what happens when you separate Abigail from her husband. <laughs> Here you go. Am I lying though? After this, after this last little divorce. Abigail has been turned up, knocking holes over. I... <laughs> Abigail's done being the victim because she's been it for so long under Ron's reign that did she just like she's just done being people's victims and is starting to fight back. And I love that so much. Like, cause she knows that Chad's eventually going to come find her, but she's still trying to figure out what's happening and just like her parents nothing is going to stop her from getting to the truth and then when she was reading renee's diary it's like first off first first things first i could have watched a full hour of abigail just reading that diary i swear i thought you were going to hate that when i was watching it i literally thought to myself michael's going to hate this it was something else that i hated this week Uh, (laughs) um The diary was interesting. Her commentary was interesting. I hate they're killing Abigail. It, it should have been the other one. <laughs> Not just should have been the other one. You, but, and also, can, can we switch over to- You know to what else? Can I just say one thing? Like, one of the things that I that she did this week that showed so much growth and was one of the reasons why I was always sort of mid about her was when she found out that the reason Sarah was drugged was because of the syringe that she left in there. And she took accountability. She took accountability, yes! Abigail has never taken accountability for anything. I did not expect seeing that. Oh my God, I was so happy. And it's like she held her L, but she wasn't going to hold Kristen's. She was like... She, and she should have been like, well, her ass should have been down there in the first place. I'm going to hold my ear because Sharia <laughs> should have been there. But why was Sarah down there, Krista? Right, because Kristen tried it. She tried it. Because she even said, you sound an awful lot like me, FYI, when she was like justifying what she did to Gwen. Because even like, even like she's like, I don't really fully understand my thought process, but in the moment it felt like the thing to do. And Gabby was the one who surprisingly like stopped me, but I like I love that she held accountability for what she did, yeah. and like she didn't even really have to say anything, like she did, but you could see it on her face as Kristen was telling I, I her. I love this version of Abby. I, I, this is an Abigail I can rock with. Yeah, it should have been her husband. Should have been her sister. Alice, preach. But, but honestly, honestly, truly, 
I may get some gas for this. I'll prefer Chad dead over Gwen. Not even Who are hold- you and what have you done with Michael? Not even gonna hold you. I, I would rather see Chad being. I think it's because you've just never seen it for Chad. You know I've never saying? seen the form. Never. But he he never he's, but Gwen killed his beloved Laura. So for that alone, I figured he would want death. Yeah, but he's been she tired been of Chad longer. For 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> 10 whole years. A decade. Over half of my life has been dedicated to not liking Chad. And I'm so ready to go. But can we talk about um, the the Sarah Renee Steve Kayla stuff because that was fun too. Like listen, the fact, like the fact that he, I had to remind myself that when Sarah as Renee saw Kayla and was so happy to see her, the Kayla she's seeing is not Mary Beth. No. It's that's freaking hilarious to me. And then like the references to the serial killer were the. <laughs> they were like Salem's had a lot of them. Well, she's like he get like because she even said Kristen told me that there's a serial killer in Salem, and Kayla was like, "Well, not the first time." Yeah, because even even my mom got confused on which serial killer they were talking about because she thought it was she thought it was um the Salem slasher. I said, "No, mom, that was Andre with cosplaying as Roman Brady. This is the Salem Strangler, which was Jake Koscheck." She went, "Oh, okay." Baby, every every few years they go yeah. on a killing spree in Salem. And all but one is dead or in jail. Two. Because we got to count Marlena too, even though none of her victims. Oh, come oh, on. Lord, Lord. Come on. None of them died. That was so. But, well, that, well, that was the... wasn't the intent at the time. <laughs> yeah, as that, just, that, that was as so you wild. Just that to whole say to thing me, was wild. Well, well honest. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. The intent was never to kill them anyway because Marlena was brainwashed to send them to the island. But we didn't we didn't find uh, that out till later. At the time, oh, the oh, but, we found, but, we, but we found it out. There's that no excuse but being did. That is still so wild to me. That whole That's world. apples and oranges, dear. That whole story. It, no, was, it, it's completely it's insane. Bananas. But but I, I really did enjoy um Sarah's version of Renee when she's when she said Anna Fredericks. That bitch, like that line, just had me on the floor. Forgot that was her actual name. Yeah, my, my mom did too. She's like, That's wait, I Anna she Brady. I thought she was Anna Brady when she came to town. I was like, she was. She was. Then they got divorced, so she went to Anna Fredericks. Anna and Brady. Then, and then I was, I was trying to figure out like where in Renee's timeline Sarah thought she was, but she pretty much remembered just about everything. Except and up until she died. Yeah. And um, she couldn't read that in the diary, so that makes sense. Because I was wondering if, like, Renee managed to write in her diary about reuniting with Tony hour, like right before she died. Because, like, they, they made love, like, hours before she died. So I was wondering, like, how up-to-date that diary was. And it seemed pretty current to her timeline. Now the we know they're never going to change Tony into being Stefano's actual child now. Yeah. But um, because I believe the stuff with Anna and the miscarriage wasn't long before she died. And I loved like Stephen Kayla just kind of like trying to figure out exactly how to maneuver this. Right, because it was like. Well, Steve 
was either dead or just not in town around not in town yet he didn't hit town till 85 okay so when he was confused he was just like you know what because you got you got um, this sweetness um who are you he said who's such a different stance on these scenes um well go (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for anyone else wanted to say more um i did not feel the island story at all like i was initially excited about all of this but the way it's been playing out has thrown me off like for instance i did like that uh you guys mentioned before that abby took like um she acknowledged that it was kind of because of her that like the domino effect basically that sarah is now not sarah um and all that i did like that but there was way 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 too much exposition for me to even get into these scenes it was too much and i think i think it was needed though because so many i saw so many people questioning on twitter like who the fuck is renee why are we doing this i mean she's been dead for over 30 years yeah i get that but like it was just oh three days of it oh my god it was too much. I could yeah, not. Yeah, I think it's too much for you because you have access to like the videos to run it back. Yeah. So you kind of, you're familiar with the story. But like for a lot of people, the only thing that they know about Renee is that she was Stefano's daughter. Yeah, that's true. And also speaking of Renee, like I didn't feel like, I didn't get the vibe that it was like the performance get it didn't give me renee it gave me <laughs> renee as a maybe t- 12 year old like well i don't know if it's the drugs also like doing something like uh i don't know it just it just didn't give me renee is it supposed to give you renee or sarah's version of renee i guess it's supposed to be her version of Renee, but it's more like the drugs having messed up her mind completely. So she's this version of Renee. Like I uh, think she's channeling who she thinks Renee to be based yeah, on what she I, read. I guess she I, is. I think like the closest you could get is like if you go back and you look at those therapy scenes where Renee's in therapy with Marlena. Yeah. And she's like soft and hesitant and confused. I mean, Renee vulnerable. I think that's closer to what Lindsay's doing, but like, you can also tell, cause there are like just certain things that aren't there that would be if she actually knew who Renee was. Cause also consider that her mental health is in question as well. So that could also play a part into what else? Yeah. She may think she's Renee, but that serum probably turned her into a child. Yeah, also, too, I think she's she's choosing to think that she's Renee as a trauma response to everything that she's been through. What also kind of annoyed me is how it took forever for Stephen Kayla to ask or even like they should have. Yeah, it took like an episode for them to figure out. Yeah, it it did. It did. That's one thing I agree with you on, because Jesus Christ, it took 70 years. (laughs) <laughs> like they could have just asked who do you, who are you like I, I, they had I no reason not to upset her at- yeah that too but- like they didn't they could tell that something was off but they didn't quite know how to approach it and they didn't really know how to say who do you think you are because no they didn't but- they didn't even need to ask who do you think you are 
just right who because are you? They, because no but they don't they didn't really have a reason to ask that at first because she recognized Kayla so Sarah would know who Kayla is so they didn't have a reason to think anything was off yeah but not until, initially but as it went until on. she said until she said I'm sorry who are you that in that moment like it took a like, very long time for them to even ask I'm kind of with Tony on that because it's like clearly there was something wrong with her and like if you don't know what's wrong you don't want to trigger anything worse because you don't know how she's going to react that's true just kind of feeling your way so you're trying to you're trying to figure out exactly what the issue is without saying something to exacerbate whatever the issue is yeah Especially since their first like leap was, oh God, Christian's brainwashed her. <laughs> I, I think the story is going to ramp up eventually. So I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going with this one. Well, let's move on to the next story then, since I think we're all done. Johnny continues his quest to seduce Gabby by sowing more seeds of doubt in her mind. Did not know where you were going with that, Tony. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Jake is just as suspicious of Gabby, even more so when he finds her with Johnny, despite Johnny doing his best to cover for them. I'm saying, Jake ain't no man. Jake ain't no man. He ain't no man. He ain't no man. Because had it been me, and I walked into that mansion and saw Johnny and Gabby all cuddled up together on St. Valentine's Day, they wouldn't have had a mansion to stand in. I would have burnt that hole to the ground. But th- that, yeah. that's my big thought. He, he's a idiot, a gigantic idiot, a jitty. <laughs> Not a Because <laughs> uh, n- y'all women, y'all get it. Had y'all walked into, if that was your man, and you walked into that mansion and saw what you saw, would there be time for answering questions, asking questions or talking? I'd be asking questions and throwing hands at the same time. I can yeah, truly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, I see me. Damn that! I ask questions when I get to the police station. Uh, nah, no. see, I'm this, I'm not I'm not looking to go to jail for somebody who's cheating on me. So I'm going to throw hands, ask questions, and keep myself out of jail all at the same time. Nah, see me. I, I'm the type of person, if I start throwing hands, I ain't stopping until I see blue lights. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, oh, ye a little faith, Gabby. It's so weird. This whole... You, you wasted a whole year chasing after him and the first little sign of betrayal with no merit, honestly, you're going off of someone else's word. No, no, let's 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 be real. On okay, I forgot about the, the little contract. I forgot about the contract part. Not she's even the contract, the contract, but like, and she's going he, off of Jake's face. She yeah. literally thinks she saw Jake. But even J- so, like the thing is for me, why didn't you show, ask him? Yeah, why is she not confronting Jake about this? Well, that's she, because Johnny's whispering in her ear. Yeah, but if she trusted him and trusted him enough, she should have confronted him being, being like jake what the fuck is up with this like this storyline is showing that they there's not enough trust and like honest communication between jake and gabby like you know where you can honestly see like even if you go back to when johnny Co- joe devil cosplayed as jake in that scene with maggie I'm si- I keep trying to figure out 
why Gabby would even hide behind the wall. Yeah. She and Jake are clearly supposed to be in this together. Maggie knows that she's involved. Like, why would you not just walk into the room? Why would you eavesdrop? People don't eavesdrop unless they're trying to hear something. Yeah, that that was odd. Well, didn't, See, didn't so Johnny like, already start making her doubt stuff? Exactly. So it's like But she wasn't quite on board and then she had like she had his voice in the back of her head, which is what made her stop and listen to really see exactly Johnny said so was she true. Was, she was already her doubts were already there. So it's like but And it's weird was, because it feels like it feels like they came out of nowhere. Yeah, they just. Uh, well, do you mean I, the way they the showed devil up, works. Or, or like the devil, like literally plants a seed in your head, and it kind of grows from there. We saw that with Lucas. We're seeing that here again with Gabby. Yeah, but with okay, but that's kind of different because with Gabby, he's actively manipulating her. With Lucas, he just gave you an idea, and Lucas took the idea and ran with it. Yeah, that that's that was on they they very clearly they've. They've made it very clear that was on him. It's just like, I don't know. It just feels very plotty. You know what I mean? It does. Because I feel like there were other organic, like, I feel like if they wanted Jake and Gabby to, like, have issues, there were things that they could have organically been trying to work through. But that would involve them doing stuff like they put them together and immediately dovetail them into business stories like they don't they never took the time to build them as a couple foundationally speaking before putting them together yeah and they're Correct. And it's like i i feel like even though like for me just just for me personally i even with everything that i just said i can sort of understand Gabby having a little bit of insecurity where Jake is concerned because he spent like months just rejecting her time and time and time and time and time again and not being particularly kind about it no he was really cruel so I can I can understand her having like a little insecurity or a little distrust him though like I I don't get where he has any reason to doubt her unless it's his own insecurities about the status of their relationship, either because he's afraid to let her all the way back in because he doesn't want her to leave again, or because he doesn't feel like he measures up to Stefan. Because it's like, she's done nothing. From the time that they met, she's done nothing but try to be with him. But a lot of that was because she thought he was Stefan. Yeah, but they don't get, they're, they're not getting into that, so... well they should (laughs) that's what i'm saying though like if they actually wanted to give them like organic reasonable friction it was already there but they chose that's not the road that they chose they chose this so it's just like why would he be stressed about he's been weird about johnny from jump and i get that yeah no one would like to have you know someone else pushing up on their partner but in what world was she even remotely tempted or interested? Unless Johnny represents Stefan for him. Like, I'm, so, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, because tr- in a way, Johnny does kind of represent everything that Stefan was for her. The money, the, the name, the prestige. That's everything that Jake doesn't have. It's everything Jake is trying to get, but he doesn't have it now. 
it's just I don't and if he it's was so weird. Man, he would. That that's the thing. Like, dude, pivot. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to work this hard. And I, I kind of literally want them your to mother's make it, empire is right there. I kind of want them to make it that he's trying to work so hard and do so much to feel worthy of Gabby's love because he's afraid that or, or worthy of the Demera or Alamein name, something. Something. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just saying it's so it's very flimsy. It's, it's very shallow. At it's vapid. Very vapid. And like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I am. I'm like I'm trying. I, just, I feel very much like Tony Braxton. Why should I care? Why? And like I, I will say this: the only thing that, like, the thing that grabbed me and the thing I'm curious about is to see what happens at this board meeting because I don't see Joe Devil giving Jake or Gabby what they want now well quite honestly i would prefer if gabby became the ceo of titan and johnny became the ceo of demera and basically we end up getting a demera titan merger so we never 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 ever 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 have to see a demera versus titan story again you realize victor would have to be old dead and buried in hell before he ever let gabby have his company he is already old you see maggie running the show now i I think we need to realize something i hate to say it but victor is on his last leg this is his last I understand that, but get the believe it, it me, Gabby sense. will absolutely not be running. T- no, Sonny no, will be running Titan. No, but, Gabby will be. but you have to realize something. And what I'm trying to say is it happens a lot with companies, Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, all that. When the founder and creator of said company gets old, there's a lot of dirty dealings and shenanigans to where a CEO is placed to where the owner and founder and creator gets no say in what who becomes CEO. that's not gonna that's, happen with yeah, that's not with titan though because titan isn't a titan is victor's company victor's baby and victor is not the type to let anybody not give him a say Remember like do they victor even is? have like a board no yeah no uh, that's with publicly so that that would be more of that a would be, yeah that's not demir thing which is why i think that's why victor's never really gone wide with titan because he's not trying to give up that much control nope okay that makes sense i'm very conflicted on this story because i'm like liking certain aspects but a lot of it is just very very random poo yeah it's poo as fuck yeah (laughs) i like the johnny and gabby aspect because they're my crack ship but the whole storyline itself and the fact that this is what joe devil is doing like I, I want to know what the bigger picture is because you yeah, have to imagine you have to imagine that this was the devil's plan the entire time. It's why he gave Lucas the idea to kidnap Sammy and hopefully get EJ out of the way. But I don't understand what the end game is. And I think rather than have the devil focusing on betting anything that moves because he's horny, they need to they need to give us a glimpse into the bigger picture of what the devil's plan is because outside of wanting the baby which we still don't understand like we still don't know why they want the baby other than 
it's the perfect combo of good and evil. Okay, but why, like, what are you planning on doing? That's where I'm like, what's the big picture here? It's all very, okay, I'm, 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 I'm here and I'm watching, but. Am I caring? Y'all got to give me something to like sink my teeth into at this point. Like I have followed the breadcrumbs, but. It also doesn't help that the possession has lasted 70 years at this point. This is I wouldn't the, even mind that if we were getting like follow through. Because yeah, like, Marlena just went back to work, like yeah, yeah. I, I picked that out too. Like that that's weird. Um <laughs> you know, like okay, okay, okay. And I kind of wish Johnny had more scenes or stories like or at least his story tied in to like his family because right now it's very much Jake all over the place yeah it's yeah, really well, the, the devil is literally everywhere because he's messing with with Chanel and Allie and Trip and but but here's the thing there's no strong focus at the moment yeah like when when the devil was in Marlena there was it was a lot more focused and a lot more yeah and it was this now it's all over the place and it's it's exhausting kind like, of sort with, it's very it's hard to follow even as i'm clipping it it's hard to follow it i had my issues with the second position like when it played out last fall like towards the end i did have my issues towards the end like i felt felt like it came off way too campy but i feel like this is even way more campy which kind of makes sense because johnny is kind of a mess but like it was it had more like even if it was campy before it still had more like menacing and evil beats to yeah this this feels like more this feels like literally a saturday night live sketch yeah like which is kind of how cart like kind of how um Carson envisioned playing it he said in an interview somewhere I forget where um he said like when he was trying to figure out how to play the devil he was talking to Eric Marstoff and he said something about like evil game show host was kind of what he was envisioning and that's kind of how he chose to play it and you can kind of see that yeah it's not menacing or evil anymore it's just a bunch of fun and games now yeah and I feel like that's what's kind of taking me out of it I feel like the menacing and the chaos is going to come back around next week when he exposes Allie and Chanel. But I think the whole Johnny, Ga- the whole Jake Gabby part of it is kind of like we kind of veered left and I don't really understand why. Yeah. I feel like they, they put the devil in Johnny to get everyone else who didn't, who wasn't involved in Marlena's possession, if that makes sense. Yeah, when it didn't have to be that way, if that made sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I did like that. It, it feels it just feels very unfocused and like it's not chaotic, yeah, it's not entirely bad per se because I'm still like watching and I'm still invested. I'm just confused, not really sure where I'm being led. Yeah, it's like I'm invested, but I'm not because it's it's just so wild, like <laughs> there's no focus at all, stuff is just happening. And yeah. like you're kind of reacting to what's happening, but it's just like a string of events. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like there's a, a connecting thread. 
because everything that happened with Marlena when she was possessed, you could sort of, you could follow the, you know, you could follow the thread. You could understand, okay, this happened because this happened because this happened and this is where we're going. But with this, this is just kind of, I, I don't know. I'm just here. I'm just watching. I'm yeah. I'm, well, we're I'm gonna... in the passenger seat. I'm just working the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to let you have that final thought. We'll check back on that story next week. But last story in our headline section is Julie visits Ben and Sierra and they tell her about the cross and they wonder if the devil is still in Salem. Once Julie leaves, Ben and Sierra realize that Johnny could be possessed. Okay, first things first. Sierra still ain't been to work. Um, second thing, I actually like this. It, it, this it was, was fun. It, it was pretty good. Um, I saw a lot of complaints about people um saying, well, how did they automatically deduce that it was Johnny? Okay, if we're being completely honest, the devil has not been hiding his hand at all. At all. At all. At you know what? Like if you because if that, you go back, because they even brought up who all was at the possession: John, Brady, Bell, Sammy, Johnny, Allie, Eric. The one person who has appeared in all of these strange shenanigans was who? Johnny. Johnny. He has not hit his hand, so I'm surprised nobody else has picked it up. Like and I'm I just gonna like, say it. I I think. Because it was Ben and Sierra who came up with it, I think that's where a lot of the complaints came from. I think if anybody else had jumped to that conclusion, might have been a slightly different reaction. That's just to my take. To me, possibly. Well, to me, I, I it's not. Though, it's not really that. Oh, sorry, Dylan. Do you want to go ahead? No, I was gonna say I, I don't think it's so much people just hating because it's sin. I think it's just like because they've been so isolated. So like yeah. maybe the only thing that they had was and uh, to. To your credit, Tony, you said this was going to come back to bite him was the upside down cross. Because yeah. you said when he did that, like how much more obvious can you make it? Exactly. So, so I think if not for that, it would have been really yeah, weird been for weird. them to come mm-hmm. to that conclusion. But because of that. And plus the stories that Julie told them. Yeah, because it's like everything that they they've been so isolated that they haven't seen him do any of the other wild shit that he's done. Yeah. Like this to me, I can let yeah, this. They, I can didn't, let, they didn't even know that. Uh, well, Ben didn't even know that Johnny and Chanel had gotten married, let alone. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he, they, they had it not been for that cross. They really would not have had a basis to, to suspect yeah. him. Cause they haven't been had any interaction any contact. With him. Yeah. yeah. They, they, besides that five seen. second, interaction when they ran into Theo at the square that was literally it yeah like that was my initial annoyance because they barely shared scenes with him but I can let that slide however the fact that they're bringing this up and possibly not going to John and Marlena about it it's gonna make them look dumb if they don't well they're gonna they're gonna talk more about it on Monday so they're gonna confide in Susan first Susan, Susan was compelled to forget, so she has no clue. Like, Susan, I feel like they should go to John and Marlena because they're more more equipped to handle the devil. And maybe Monday they talk about why they aren't doing that because maybe they want to figure things out. That's the problem. Like, to me, that was the issue because if you don't go to John and Marlena, especially since 
Johnny is their grandson. At least John. I can understand not wanting to bring Marlena into it after everything that had just happened, but at least talk to John. Yeah, it makes more sense to go to John. But maybe they try to and it for whatever reason doesn't doesn't happen and i'm still not 100% convinced that they go to susan susan for whatever reason I mean, can have another one of her premonitions and show up on their doorstep well, and my thing is i don't even see anything wrong with them actually going to susan because susan was the person who warned them the first time they don't know about her being compelled to forget yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's not even the issue i'm just saying like going to susan okay fine they confide in susan and all of that but, but also, if maybe they, they don't maybe they wanna... give John and Marlene a heads up, like this is something you sh- if you're suspecting John, maybe they're talking to Susan before they talk to John and Marlena to see if their suspicions are even correct. If Susan can pick up the dark energy that she picked up the first time, then obviously the devil is still in Salem. And then at that point, then they will go to John or Marlena or both and talk to them. But they're not going to say, hey, we think your grandson is possessed without something to back it up. That something would be Susan doesn't like it's not completely like we even if it was a cut scene marlena did go over and talk to johnny so she wouldn't be like oh this is coming like you're yeah again but they don't know that they don't know what's happening the thing is it's still a choice to not tell them first we don't know that we but again, we do know we have spoilers that they're confiding in Susan. There's nothing yes, about John you, and Molina. And that's my that issue. Does, okay, but, that mean okay that hold on, happen. hold on. They don't put the whole spoiler in SOD. You're assuming and it's I, not. But that's what she said, though. Like, she she literally said, if they don't. Yeah, I'm saying if they sense. don't get to the point of confiding and telling John and Marlena, that's going to be on them like yeah well and and honestly they they could literally have a scene where like do we talk do we tell anybody do we talk to john and marlena and they could just you know let's see let's try and get more information before we tell anybody because we don't want to tell them and then be wrong no i'd i'd be wrong like i'm not even i would rather be safe than sorry we we literally just fought the devil I, Jewel, I, can, I can apologize if i'm julie ben is here we're not able to fight off the devil with without john showing up so uh, i mean uh, that's it's not my lesson to teach because y'all know i'm good for i don't want to bother nobody <laughs> no but so. the thing is this is just not not bothering anybody this is john and marlena's grandson and roman and like, susan too i mean yes yeah, i get i get that they confide in susan i just think i they still wonder to, do they call i think her susan? point is it shouldn't just be susan yeah and yeah, no, I get that. And hopefully it won't be. And hopefully if they decide not to talk to John and Marlena for whatever reason, they at least address that on screen because this conversation is going to continue on Monday. So we may get a fuller picture on how and why Susan plays into it come Monday. I hate that we even have Susan back, but that's me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I they really need to let others know, especially them. Because John and Marlena will be would be more equipped to handle the devil. So yeah, that is the only thought really I had about these scenes. Like, yeah, I'll let, like I said, I let it slide that they had a plot point realiz- realization because that's how the show is. But that's my issue going forward if they don't tell John and Marlena. 
Well, I think that's all we have to talk about on the main segment. So now we're going to talk about the little things. Usually we try to incorporate that during the weekly recap, but we've decided that it leads to us rambling. So we're just going to do it in all one big thing called the In Other News segment. So in other news, John and Marlena continue to be the cutest humans on the planet. Xander got Gwen an official engagement ring and tells Maggie and Jack the wonderful news. Chad and Tony track down the pilot who took Abby and are on the way to rescuing her. Tripp prepares to propose to Allie with Chanel's help, and Ava lets it slip that the proposal is coming to Allie. Belle is there to support EJ as he gets acclimated into big jail. Anna wants to write a movie about her life with Tony. So this is just going to be a free for all. We're not going to talk about each of these things long. We're just going to voice our opinions on whatever we feel like voicing our opinions on. So I'll go first. Anna, baby, baby, I don't care if you was riding clitoris the big red dog. <laughs> not cl- sir. Jesus. I that's the podcast title. No, it is not. <laughs> Well, y'all haven't come up with anything else, dear. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out off air, but we'll name it Big Red Dog if anything, but no. What? Everyone? Well, all women have a clitoris. Not all. What? Okay, we're going to talk about that later because I'm very intrigued now. But yes, I don't care if you was writing clitoris to Big Red Dog, Anna. I was wanting them to go back to the diary, a- Abigail read the diary. I give them points for like matching a dial, like matching dialogue um, from a scene from 1984, basically verbatim. And Jamie said on Twitter that that was the scene that they pulled from um, for that scene. I do think that they chose that particular scene for a reason. I think they decided to give us kind of the history dump with Tony, Anna, and Andre to kind of foreshadow what could be happening with Belle, Sean, and Jan coming up soon. I can give you that, but at the same time, again, I don't care if she was writing clitoris the big red dog. I didn't want to see that. I got more intrigued by Abigail reading the diary and her commentary. I could have watched a full hour of that because that was it was good. I, I liked it. I'm um, happy to see Anna. So and don't get too. me wrong, I was happy to see Anna. I just You were just into something else at the time. I just yeah, something, I did not need something, to that. something similar that was done better, which I think is probably what took you out. Like if Anna was the only one recapping in that episode, it might have hit a little better. But because you liked Abby's recapping more, this hit you wrong. Yeah, that's probably what happened. And again, I'm kind of over everyone trying to make a movie. <laughs> but also, because, you've been over the movie since the movie started. Can, can we, can I, can I just... Because I, again, it's, it's been, been months. taking you and, out of things that you... That I like, but at the same yeah. time, it's like if you're going to keep talking about movies, give us that, give us production, give us, you know, actually. He said lights, camera, action. Yeah, I want to see them actually filming a movie, something, because you've been talking about a movie since what last fall, summer, and literally nothing has come about from that movie. All right. Well, I, 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 the one thing I want to say about the Anna thing before I segue into um, my pick is since we're going to remember things from 
Anna and Tony's original history. Can somebody remember that she's a fashion designer and just make her the fucking wardrobe consultant for this damn movie or have her revive Put Anna DeMera? Basic black. And Put have her, her revive Anna DeMera design something. something. <laughs> but the one thing from this list that I kind of want to focus on is uh, the Bella. Something. Is Bella <laughs> EJ. Do we feel like they're chem testing them? Because I feel oh, like most them- definitely. Oh, yeah. They are finna get the loose knees, and yeah. I'm giving it three months at max. This is, I'm so nervous because this can go real sideways real quick. Me it's too. A baby bomb on the horizon. Oh, yeah. That's they definitely what have I'm a conjugal visit. Well, no, I think I think EJ's going to be out of jail sooner rather than later. But yeah, it's I, definitely they're building up to EJ and Bell. Because I, even the cut scene and the, the scene in the when she gave him the commissary card and like she's like, do you, he's like, do you go above and beyond for all your clients? She's like, well, most of my clients don't actually end up in jail. Yeah, that was funny. That uh-huh. was funny. <laughs> like, because I mean, she was basically letting him know this is your fault, bro. I, yeah. Like which other- it was, it was a hundred percent. The other day I was catching up because I had not watching been watching all of the cutscenes. Like I didn't really, I saw them and I watched like some and all of that. But it, I was watching everything the other day, and when the Bell and EJ cutscene played out, I was like, oh, they're definitely building. They're building up to something with EJ and Bell. Like, they had him call her, like, his lifeline or something like that. And just, they keep building, they keep teasing with something. And I think they're going to, she's going to cheat on Sean. I don't want to, but I can see it. Oh, it's painfully obvious. It's going to be a mess. I don't want it. I really don't want it. Because Shell are my heart, and they're finally in like a decent place after the longest. The thing is, though, it feels like they, this is the angst every writer has given them. Yeah, it's all infidelity, and I've hated it every single time. At least this time, we're seeing the build to it. Um, yeah, there's some meat and potatoes with that. I mean, like, I I think it's the. Uh, I'm sure we were getting some build, but I felt like when Bell cheated. At least in 2007, we saw some build. I don't know. We did see some build, but I hated Philip and Bell, so I was never going to like that. And then when they made her first hookup was hot, like the one. I mean, the hookup was hot, and the actors have chemistry. Yes, I just hated the characters. Yeah, I just hated. I just hated all versions of Philip and Bell together as a couple. So even though Martha and Jay had chemistry and the sex scenes were hot, I was not here for it. And the writing for Bell during that time. And during a majority of the time she was waffling back and forth between Philip and Sean were not good writing for Belle. Now, Martha is excited for what's coming, which has me excited because I, at least if we're going to do this, I, I don't want it to be where Belle is made out to be a whore just for the sake of being a whore. Well, I think that's the route they're going though, because they haven't even addressed the fact that her husband was raped. They're She's not going to play it like th- that's my fear that they're not going to play this like Sean was violated. They're going to play this like Sean cheated, like he cheated. Yeah, and that is my biggest issue with Belle and the fact that she this might or will lead to her cheating. And it's like, 
I don't even know how to put it in words because it it's going to make Belle look really bad. And I've been saying that for weeks. Yeah. Well, um, oh, clitoris, the big red dog. Stop. I will say, like, the one thing I wanted to kind of touch on was that I hope whenever the whole truth comes out about Gwen shenanigans, that Maggie gets to give her a good old fashioned soap diva slap. Oh, Listen, please. put her in the middle of the square, line people up, and just let her get slapped the shit out of because I'm done. I'm over it. Oh, Gwen? So, yeah. Yes. Okay, but first Gwen- off, first off, I don't even need all that. I just need Jack. When all this come out, I want him to pull up at the Salem Inn. Be like, okay, let's roll. What do you mean, Jack? And he just starts throwing all her shit in the suitcase and just says, you got to get the hell out of Dodge. Like, I, I want him to kick her out of town. Okay. I, I, he, he needs to be done. Like, done. Because yeah, I love, like, he came... He or or like, at least say, if you want me to have any sort of relationship with you, you need to leave town. I'll come to you. Because you being with my loved ones and family is just not working out anymore. I tried. We've given you grace after grace after grace after grace. Jennifer has given you grace and you killed her mama. And this is what you do? You got to go. We, we have to have some kind of long-term, long-distance relationship because this isn't working anymore. I mean, she just, she was just, she was talking way too spicy to my Aunt Maggie. That's all I know. And I just didn't like that. I like the energy Jack came in with, like, like, what do you know? Like, where is your sister? Like, what did you do? And, and the then fact he that walked. She lied. She lied and then he walked face. it back. When he walked it back and apologized, I was fucking done. I just want Gwen. I don't want to hear. Honestly, I don't want to hear any sympathies for Gwen at this point. Nope, because, I'm done. And let me tell you why, because. Not only could she have spoken up on this months ago, but she could have done it at literally any moment. Maggie has came and knocked on her door. Jack has came. Dad and was literally on her door. texting Abigail, Chad, which she Abigail, had. Xander. She could have opened her mouth at any time, and she chose to lie and not say anything. So at this point, there's no sympathy for you, beloved. It, I. Yeah, because it's like she's she moved from passively just okay. I'm just not gonna say no, say anything to, to actively, actively making sure that Sarah stays away from her her friends and her family. And it's like at this point, you have no more defense. Nope. I wonder. We haven't actually mentioned her, but I wonder if somehow Gwen kind of is not directly responsible, but has some sort of like playing it in abby's death oh i hope not if she man listen i i don't think she will only because i i feel like they are smart enough to know that they're she's already on very 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 thin ice Ice, yeah they won't be able to walk that back but the thing is where's gwen's place when sarah comes back like where's are they gonna put chad with gwen because whoo that is not going to end well. I mean, Ugh. that's 
So I care the people being together doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna bother the only a thing lot I of can think fans. of is that they it's have gonna, her it, it's, and Ava being like scheming. That's not gonna hurt my feelings one bit. I swear I will sleep just as terrible as I do any other day. <laughs> I was gonna say put her with Trip, but they're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Them this I only forgot they were related. Oh. Nah, they first cousins at that. Never mind. I'm gonna say, is it a distant cousin? Nah. No, they- <laughs> you know, you got to do the days of our lives family tree before you start shipping people because because they be related all yeah, the time. Everybody, we need a cheat sheet here. A Horton, there a Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we if you guys are done about Gwen, uh, I have something that I want to point it point out like John and Marlena were so lovely like the the whole um Valentine's Day thing was so cute and I love that but my issue is Marlena being back to work without any struggles without any aftermath of her being possessed and I really wish we got to see it you're we barely seen her like interact with her family members and and when they do it gets cut yeah and she yeah she apologized to a few people but it still hasn't been her family members and there's only been one who was kind of sort of upset but paulina then understood like there's oh yeah maybe sierra she was kind of being a standoffish but she wasn't mad per se no one has been like really mad and it has stuck like there's still people are being understanding and which is fine because it's not really marlena's fault but i wish we got to see that aftermath i wish we got Mm -hmm. to see that struggle of her coming back to work like what i'm hoping is that maybe while she's at work she gets triggered because a lot of the stuff that went on with the devil went on in that room yeah so there's still a wave but I really hate that we have to wait so long for them to pick up stuff. Like I don't I know. That's I, where that's where the episode guarantees and balancing people's episode guarantees really like, kind of can hurt the pacing of story. Not even just that, but like I have a mind I have a thought in my head, like what if they're gonna pick up the aftermath after the fact that Johnny being possessed comes out? Like that would be way too long like that's but something I, i've been I, thinking maybe but it's too far down the road like it's, i'm hoping that they give marlena a chance to like she needs to, I, I wish she had like it wasn't that easy for her to come back to work because yeah ugh. i can kind of see that but i can also i can also definitely see there being like us getting like the big fallout after everything is over over because this just may be coping you know yeah like marlena is very good at compartmentalizing she always has been so maybe it's going to get to a point where she's compartmentalizing to the point where she can't anymore and she is going to have a moment and she is going to break i hope so but i'm not i'm not sure if we're going to get it or not but we'll see well then i guess we should move on to our segments I don't really have a read of the week this week. So we're just going to go on to our new segment called Praise or Shade. 
where we ask our co-hosts whether they want to praise or shade something this week. It can be anything. It can be a character. It can be a storyline. It can be an actor or actress. It can be something they saw on Twitter. It can be any and all things days related. So I'm going to start with Tony. Tony, praise or shade. I am praising this week, and I just want to send out a little praise to uh, Raven Bowens, who apparently booked a guest spot on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I just love seeing the cast members of Days flourish both in Salem and out of it. Good, good. Good Dylan, praise or shade? Praise, and I am going to praise the A-team, Ava and Abigail. Those were my girls this week. And I know they're at totally opposite ends of the spectrum, but both of them just refusing to take mistreatment and both of them holding the people who hurt them accountable for hurting them was just really great for me. So as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm in my 18 jersey this week. Okay, are yet praise or shade? I'm going to praise Eli Grant this week because... I really loved him putting Ray in, on notice and in his place. I love the energy he had, like, mess with my family, mess with me. And I just, oh, I love how supportive he is of Lonnie, but he always will always speak his mind. And it's, it's just like, Eli is the definition of a, wonderful character and a good supporting husband so Eli gets all the praise this week I loved it well for me I am going to have to shade Uh um (laughs) (laughs) oh lord they the movie aspect all movies Anna's clitoris the big red dog and Johnny's possessed the Marlena Evans story Either give me a movie or stop this shit, bro. It's grown old. It was old for me when it first started, but now it's Nick's age. It's old. (laughs) It's ancient. Either shit or get off the pot with it. And that is my praise of shade. Um, Well, damn. That's the end. I'm usually waiting on y'all for another 20 minutes. Okay, then. Um, this has been fun. It's good to talk about days, even though I thought we were going to get a two-week break. You will be hearing from my union leaders, Tony. Get um, over it. We're past it. No, no, I will not. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts? No, I'm good. Good. Yeah, same. All right, then, guys. We'll see you guys same time. Well, not same time, because, you know, Tony be playing. Same day next week. And remember, save a horse, ride the Maverick. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, y'all.